Welcome to the Story Apothecary, a podcast filled with medicinal and healing stories. My name is Nana Tomova, and I'm a storyteller and a pharmacist, and stories and medicines which I dispense. In this podcast, you will find my prescriptions of stories for the body, mind, heart, and soul. So I invite you to join me as we enter the healing world of stories together. Hello and welcome to the Story Apothecary for another wonderful story. I hope that the beautiful autumnal colours of October, the bronze and the gold, the red and the amber, if you're in the northern hemisphere that is, are creating wonder and joy for you. It's a lovely season. All seasons are beautiful and have their value and have their lessons, and just are. There's something magical about the autumn. The smells and knowing that winter is near, but it isn't quite yet. Had so many rainbows recently, and beautiful colours in the skies. And mushrooms are beginning to sprout. The birds are migrating. There are rooks and jackdaws, so many of them, above the empty fields, and deer in the woods, and it'll be rutting season very soon. October is also a month of Samhain, which you may recognise as Halloween, but that's where it comes from. And Halloween is the day of Baba Yaga. And if you follow my work, you know that I am a big fan of hers. And so I will be telling stories of Baba Yaga on Halloween at 7.30 UK time. And then we'll have beautiful music by In Feathers, who produces and composes the wonderful music and melodies for this podcast. But for today, the story is from Germany. And the story is called Mannequin Span Along. A strange and wonderful tale about a girl who finds freedom through service and through asking what she wants. And I particularly like the ending of it. So I hope that you enjoy today's story. 
behind the forests, full of trees with dark green leaves, which with the seasons will turn orange and then will fall to the ground. Behind the dark forest of beeches and silver birches, oaks and walnuts, there is a girl. Behind the dark forests, there is a girl with no one to call her own. There is a girl who is all alone, an orphan, whose mother and father died and left her to fend for herself while she was still too young. What should she do? Should she roam the forests helplessly? Should she lie down and wait for the beasts to take her? Should she bury her face in the earth and wait to go into the next world? What should she do? Well, she must go out and seek for service and make her own way into the world by the work of her own two hands by the wish of her own heart, by the words of her own lips. And so she goes, foot in front of foot, step by step, walking and walking. And as she was walking through that thick, dark forest, she lost her way. The sound of the night took over. She could hear howlings of wolves in the distance, rotting of antlers, claiming of territory, the birds of the night, the animals that come alive when the darkness sets in. What should she do? In the distance, she saw a light, she thought, uh, just a flicker of a light shining through what seemed like the window of a tiny house. And so she made her way, step by step, foot after foot, walking and walking. And the girl, she knocked on the door of the house. There was no answer. And so she pushed the door open and walked in. And there she saw an oil lamp burning. Across to the right she looked in the kitchen, but oh, what a mess in the kitchen. Plates everywhere, dirty dishes on the floor, on the table, the fire out. The ashes about the whole floor. And so she began to do what she knew how to do, what she had watched her own mother do. She wanted to play to make the place feel 
welcome to her and warm and comfortable. And so she began to sweep and tidy as she relit the fire with a match and kindling. And so she sat down to warm herself and warm her bones and wait. Wait for someone to come in, anyone. Someone who may be able to give her shelter for the night. For how much she wanted to sit and sleep by that warm fire and not go out in the dark, frightening woods. And then she heard a little footsteps outside and the door flew open and in came a tiny tiny man the strangest creature she had ever seen who was a bit of a span high no taller than a a year old baby but he had face the face of an old old man with bony shoulders and elbows and knees sticking out from a long, long, long beard. A beard three ells long, trailing along the floor behind him, making a whispering sound as he walked. With every step, tip-a-dip-a-dip-a-dip, a whoosh behind him with a beard. Behind him with a beard. And his tiny, tiny man spoke with a big, big voice. I am the mannequin spin along. I have a beard that's three hours long. Maiden, what do you wish? Oh, kind little sir. I wish shelter for the night. May I please spend the night here in this house? I am the mannequin spin along. I have a beard which is three hours long. Maiden, make my bed. Well, the girl did want a bed for the night and so um, it seemed fair. A bargain. So she took the old lamp and went into the other room and there was a tiny, teeny bed all rumpled and crumpled with clothes flung about everywhere and she gathered up the little sheets and the blankets and set them straight and plumped up the pillows. She took the mannequin's little nightshirt, brought it into the kitchen and hung it on the chair back before the fire. So to get warm and dry. A little sir, she said. Your bed is made and your nightshirt is warming. And the tiny, tiny man spoke again in a big voice. I am the mannequin Spanalong. I have a beard which is three hours long, maiden. Make ready my bath. And so the maiden went into the kitchen. And she found a little tin bowl 
no bigger than what she might bake a cake in. And she put the bowl on the floor and, and took a, a kettle above the fire, poured some water, waited for the water to boil, poured the hot water, and she put some cold water in the bowl to make sure it wasn't scorching hot, found a piece of soap, and set in the saucer by the bowl. Little sir, your bath is ready, she said, and she let him bathe as he walked to the side of the room. Took off his little coat and his little shirt and hopped in the bowl and all you could see was his long, long beard covering like a cloak the whole of his body. And so he scrubbed himself and soaked himself up. His beard hung over all the sides of the bowl, trailing along the floor. And after he scrambled out of the bath, and dried himself the handkerchief. He said, I am the man along, span along. I have a beard which is three hours long. Maiden, help me to dress. And so she put his little warm nightshirt on him, and she folded his little coat, his little shirt, his little trousers, and laid them on the chair. And when that was done, he said to her, I am the Manalang Spanalong. I have a beard that's three hours long. Maiden, comb my beard. So she found the little comb and she combed his beard. All three hours of it. It took a long time to comb it all for it hadn't been combed in such a long time. And then he began to walk towards his bed. But with every step that he took, he stumbled over his beard. And he stumbled and his bunt stumbled and the maiden looked and said, Kind little sir, your beard is, seems to be a great nuisance to you. Shall I cut it off? I am the Manolan Spanalong. I have a beard which is three hours long. Maiden, cut it off. So the maiden took a, a pair of scissors and began to cut off his beard. And every snip that she made with the scissors, the mannequin grew bigger and bigger. And he grew younger and younger, and more handsome too. And when his beard was all cut off, there stood a tall young man, quite fine, laughing. Maiden, he said, you have freed me from the spell of a wicked sorcerer. I thank you. I will reward you, he said. In the morning, gather up my beard and carry it home. I will reward you, he said. And perhaps you think that he asked her to marry him. Well, no. He didn't. Nor did she want him to. She was still young and she wanted to make her own way in the world by the work of her own two hands. But what he did say to her was this. 
in the morning. Gather up my beard, he said, and sit down at your spinning wheel and spin the hairs of my beard. Then you will see what you will see. And having spoken those words, he disappeared. And she sat by the fire and slept till morning. In the morning she woke up and from a, a stick and a potato she fashioned herself a spindle and she span the hair of the beard into the softest, finest yarn that was ever seen. It was like pure gold. And although she span and span, that yarn never grew less. As she went to the market, Mabel flocked to buy the yarn. She couldn't sell enough of it. There was always a crowd, always waiting, with her full purses. And so she would go to the cottage to spin some more, and she'd go back to the market to sell it. And soon she saved up enough money to buy herself a real spinning wheel. And after that she would spin and would spin. And the pile of hair never grew less. And the mannequin span along had left the cottage and everything in it to her as a thank you for keeping it tidy, as a thank you for showing him some care. So she made her own way in the world by the work of her own two hands. And you can still see her if you go to that place. Spinning, still, at her wheel. That beautiful yellow yarn, like pure gold, that never runs out. If you enjoy listening to the stories in the story above agree, you may wish to support this podcast via Patreon. Patreon is a monthly subscription service where artists, creators and storytellers get direct support from the people who appreciate their work. As this podcast is never sponsored, it never has adverts, and nor will I ever like it to through Patreon you're able to participate in the podcast story poll and you're also able to subscribe to Baba Yaga's calendar, a monthly seasonal calendar of folklore and mythology at Baba Yaga. You can find more information at patreon.com forward slash nanotomova or follow the link in the show notes.
hope you enjoyed the story. It's a little strange, this story. Very rich. With so many different layers and underlayers and meanings. There is no one right meaning. And this is the beauty of old folk tales, old fairy tales. There's a couple of things which come up for me. One is about care and doing the care work that others may turn away from. Perhaps there's something about caring for the elders of the community. And there's something also about not turning away from difficulty. Life is full of difficulty. Life is full of dark forests, of beasts in the night, of unexpected things, of unpredictabilities. We can bury our head under the fallen leaves, we can close our eyes and, and hope that somebody will rescue us. But sometimes we need to go foot after foot, step after step. Walking and walking until we ourselves find that little light, the little cottage, and then deal with the, the things that may be there, that may reside in the cottage. And it is quite possible that in that cottage there will be, there will be wisdom, maybe not in the form of a long, long beard, which is three hells long, but there will be wisdom and learning. And lessons. We will learn how to rekindle the fire of our lives and through service to ourselves or to others we'll gain something, something which keeps giving, something which we can spin into the rest of our lives. Ancient wisdom passed down through generations which will give threads of gold and then that gold passed through our hands, spun and spun. We can pass on to others. And then we'll line up in the marketplace to take it from us. But that will not happen without going through the woods, facing the difficulties in unfamiliar places and working hard so we can make our own way in the world. So much in that story. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoy, enjoyed telling it. And as always, love to hear what you do while you listen to those stories. Are you out on a walk? Are you driving or in a train? Are you listening with your children? Are you making them dinner? putting them to bed, are you listening hand in hand with your beloved, do these stories provide you comfort, a cup of tea and your blanket, some time to be alone with yourself and your thoughts and your heart, whatever it may be, I love to hear about it, it makes me smile. I hope to see some of you 
with a Baba Yaga telling at Halloween. And if not, then I'll see you again in the story apothecary. Have a wonderful month. Goodbye for me. Thank you for joining me in the Story Apothecary for healing and medicinal stories. I hope we'll meet again. Until next time.